Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, one and all, and welcome to episode 50 of the Barbershop Window Podcast. I am your host, as always, Chris Vigilante, currently alongside my best buddy, Rob Zanzanator. How are you this evening, Rob? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? I am good. I am tired, but I am good. We are here, and uh, we're going to be talking about... NXT TakeOver, which occurred last night on uh, the WWE Network. At least that's what we're going to mainly focus on. Um, We're supposed to be joined by Shane as well. He hasn't arrived yet. Surprise, surprise. But uh, in the meantime, how are you you doing? I'm all right. Um, Big big day of laundry for me. Uh, Packing some bags. Getting ready for a long weekend. Oh, yeah. That's right. It is a long weekend. So how's the weather down in Florida? Because I can tell you in New York, it sucks. It's uh, pretty cold here. It's about, I think, 69 degrees. Um, State of emergency when it dips below, I think, 70. So um, I'm here, you know, bundled inside. I went to the the Walgreens across the street and uh, stacked up on uh, blankets and towels. Wonderful. Sounds sounds very hard. Let's uh, talk about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling before Shane gets in the line, because he's probably not even going to show up. Um, okay, what would you like to uh, discuss? I mean, I uh, I know they had a, they had their um, New Beginning show in Osaka last night. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I've I've seen the results of of the uh, of the show, but I haven't seen the show yet. Have you actually seen the show? I have not, so maybe maybe we should wait and uh, do that later. Save that. That'll probably be a good. Uh, uh, speaking of speaking sure. of the mark, Shane, it looks like he's arrived. Let me get him involved in the conversation. Hello, Shane. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I can I'm hear driving you. to Macon. I'm driving to Macon, Georgia. From oh. Atlanta. Yeah. Did uh did you run into Teddy Long? No. Oh, because that's where the players play. Yep. Okay. Chris, so, what? No, that... Chris, no, no, no sound effects for that. Come on. I, I think no, you gave I, I have I have a whole I have a couple of new ones that I added, but uh, none <laughs> none yet for that one. I didn't. I don't know the appropriate sound effect for that. I'll try but, harder. Uh, Chris, right. why don't you well, tell our listeners about our new uh, format that's coming soon? I was getting to that. That wonderful intro. So, what? yes. Oh, what? Man, shut up. Shut up, man. What? So. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> we got Stone Cold online. <laughs> Anyway, so what? This is. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm muting your ass. Sorry, I warned you, buddy. What? Good no, job I muting muted him. him. I did mute him. So I'll get him back in a second. But anyway, yes. So the the 50th episode of the show is special because not only are we uh, celebrating our 50th show, but we're actually going to be uh, changing formats a little bit uh, starting after this week, so rather than our typical 
half-hour show that we, uh, when we actually do them, we, you know, we do once or twice, you know, maybe two or three times. Well, we did it, like, we used to do it three times a week, but now about twice. Now we will be doing one show per week uh, for a longer stretch of time. It'll be like an hour or two, depending on how long we want to talk. Uh, the date and time isn't set for sure, but it's probably going to occur on Sunday afternoon. So that's going to be the new kind of layout that we're dealing with. So people can look forward to that. But um, before we I will probably be very that, drunk at that time. On a Sunday afternoon? Well, then I think you should be uh, looking into re- rehab facilities, my friend. I like day drinking. Hey, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. But anyway, so before we start talking about TakeOver, which is obviously probably the big uh, topic of conversation for tonight, I think the the question on everyone's mind and uh, that our listeners are dying to know, uh, Shane, how many times in the last three days have you looked at pictures of Seth Rollins' dick? Am I off mute? Yes, you are. Yes. Um, just once. Uh, oh, this one. Yeah, yeah. It's more I, than me. I was going to say, uh, no, one, no one believes that. And I thought the whole thing, thing actually, you know, the uh, just like the pictures and everything coming out was uh, pretty interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the repercussions of it. Um, I thought uh, that new girl is pretty hot, I guess. She's like a suicide chick with all the tattoos. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris loves her. I, I actually Chris, I did, yeah. That. I thought she was really hot. Yes, I did. Yeah, I her her name really is... my type. Her name is uh, Zara Schreiber. Uh, that's her... Oh, that's, that's a great that name. But I think that's her actual name. I think, I think she was just going by Zara in NXT, but... Uh, yeah, no, she was a developmental diva. Uh, she hasn't made it to TV yet because she's only apparently been with the company for a short period of time, but uh, enough time to uh, meet and, uh, you know, get involved with Seth Rollins. Uh, and obviously everyone knows by now, but basically it looks like his fiance found out that he was screwing around and, you know, posted first a, a naked picture of her on his Twitter feed I, then, I thought the whole thing was so funny. Um, as somebody that's been in like this situation before many times, <laughs> I, I know exactly what lies he was saying to his fiance, like, oh, uh, some other guy, you know, Dean Ambrose sent me that picture of her. We don't have anything going on. I don't know how it was in my phone. Um and I and what's very funny thing is when you take a picture of your genitals like Seth Rollins did, as anybody knows, you never just take one picture. You take like an album of pictures, like like a whole phone like full, and you choose the best one from that bunch. Uh, so it's ah. very funny to think about Seth Rollins, uh, uh, the many photographs of himself that he has naked, uh, you know, with an erection on his phone. Uh, pretty funny the whole situation. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. You're saying his dick was yeah. great, or the situation was great? <laughs> Damn his it! His penis actually, right I thought, looked. His penis looked very much like mine. I'm not even joking. To the point where I recognized it. Like I saw him naked, and I thought, like, is that a picture of me? But he was way like too cut, too hairy. Is it because really you look guy. like a penis? Uh, no, my, my team, my genital. I, I don't understand. There's nothing to not understand. Were you not listening to me? Was I on mute? I was saying, you're not, you're not. <laughs> All right, so now we'll talk about, uh, Better Call Saul. And, yeah, no, um, I was say, uh, fans of the show can look forward to pictures of Shane's uh, uh, dick and balls on Twitter coming soon. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, this is it'll all actually be a picture of his face. Nothing I said, nothing I said before <laughs> was true. It's all uh, comedy. I hypothetical. <laughs> okay. This is not very professional at all. 
It will be next week with show 50. Can we talk about Better Call Saul? I think that's one show that kind of snuck up on everyone, but the past two episodes ever on TV. Have you seen them, Chris? I did, yeah. I did watch them. Oh, so uh, maybe we could talk that? about these on uh, during our next show. We we could. Uh, I think it's going to be, the way, uh, you know... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm saying I can't do a show this coming Sunday, but maybe next week. Well, I wasn't. I was thinking starting kind of next Sunday, not this Sunday, since we're doing Perfect. a show tonight. But but uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll work out all the kinks. Uh, as far as Better Call Saul and how it relates to wrestling, it'll be interesting to see how uh, that show affects the uh, you know Monday Night Raw ratings, since it's the time slot is on the final out is during the final hour, right, of Raw or one of the hours of Raw. Yeah, I mean, I I, I skipped Raw to watch it, so. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I definitely would too. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, is there anything else we want to discuss before we start talking about takeover? Do you want to dive into that? Uh, Maybe the agreement piece? between Sony and Marvel regarding the use of Spider-Man in no. uh, Marvel Film Studio. No, films? I don't know if you got the memo. I don't know if you got the memo, Rob, but we do a wrestling podcast. Ah, uh, okay. Well, hey, okay. if you want to, hey, free flow, go go do it. Just, no, I think uh, we should thinking... talk about NXT uh, rival. Yes, and we have time to go so, match by match, definitely. All right, first matchup was Hideo Itami. Who? Let me say something. I've been reading a lot about it. I haven't watched all of his matches. Um, a lot of people are saying he's not totally acclimated just because his style's a little bit, um, or his moveset is very kick-heavy. And I kind of caught on to that a little bit. I, I mean, I was watching out for it, so maybe I noticed it a little bit more. But I noticed at one point, I mean, he was kicking Tyler Breeze, so like, it was maybe 80% of his arsenal were kicks. Um, and he was obviously on the receiving end of a lot of beatdown for most of the match. So it was a, a weird uh the match was staged a little bit weirder, paced rather weirdly. Um, what are you guys' thoughts about that and how he's progressing? Because, I mean, I think his his in-ring performances in Japan compared to what he's done so far in NXT, and I don't know if that's because they're trying to change his style, but his style's, his style's not really totally changing. And then also the fact that he's teasing to go to sleep over and over but not actually hit it. What are you guys' thoughts on that? You want to go first, Shane? Hello? Yeah. Go ahead, Shane. You want to go first? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at how unprofessional this podcast is. We were talking about the Deo Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think that I thought it was a great match. What a great opener. You know, just like that's like kind of the definition of what a pay-per-view opener should be. It might be in hyperbolic, but just like a nice hot match with the how long did it go? Like eight minutes? Like not too long, but enough to tell the story. I think Tyler Breeze is really great. I mean, he just plays. It's a heel role that we've seen a million times from The Miz now to the model Rick Martel to uh Yeah, yeah, everyone. But it's still, he does it very well. Like my hat's off to him. And he's a handsome he guy. Um, he had a selfie stick. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, which was very funny. And uh, I and I obviously love Hideo. I love the tease of the GPS. I can't wait till he actually hits it. Um, I think I agree with Rob. I think his style, you know, just with the kicks is, uh, you know, he's going to take some time to get used to. I wish they'd keep Hideo and Finn as a tag team. I don't know why. I mean, obviously Finn's a superstar, but give him like the Rockers treatment for a little bit, um, except to have you know Marty Jannetty. Uh, not do tons of drugs and fall up into obscurity. Um, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with uh, with with you know what you guys are saying. I thought it was a, a very good opener, uh, the kind of match you want uh, to open it. Uh, it was a very good uh, back and forth match. There was you know like very not only you know entertaining in the ring, but uh, you know this, I, I very much enjoyed Tyler Breeze's uh, furry selfie stick. I got a big kick out of that when he came down with it. Um, I, yeah, I love his character. Like I said, I, I worry about how it's going to translate into the main roster, um, you know, that, with that gimmick. But 
but I do love it. Um, as far as the as far as the match itself, yeah. So it was good. Um, it's as good as I think it's as good as a Tommy has looked since he's gotten to NXT. But yeah, he. They, and I don't know if it's if it's him or or the company, but yeah, he definitely needs to diversify that offense a little bit because there's definitely too many kicks going on. And uh, I understand the use of the GTS, and it's great. And yeah, when he hits it, the crowd is gonna fi- is gonna explode. But because of because of the fact that they're kind of saving that move, uh, he doesn't really have a set finisher, and his finishes sort of come out of nowhere. I thought the finisher uh, today was a little fl- with that match was a little flat because. I don't think people realized it was a finish until 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 he got the three count. So, so they think I think they even need to have him start hitting the GTS sooner sooner rather than later, or uh, otherwise develop a um, a clear finisher that uh, is a little bit more impactful than just a running kick like that off the ropes. But but the match itself was was very good. It was a very good. Uh, opening match, and like I said, um, I, 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 I hope, you know, uh, they keep a Tommy strong, and, uh, you know, hopefully, actually, I'm hoping for, uh, I think, I think he might make a good heel if he turns down the line and have some matches, again, against Balor or uh, Zayn or Neville or somebody like that, just uh, in a heel role, I think could work for him. I think, you know, being that strong style could, could make him a good heel, so, but yeah, good match. Definitely a good way to start uh, another stellar show from NXT. Second right, match was a tag team match. Can we start making progress on these matches? Jesus. The second match was a tag team match, I believe? No, the second match was the no DQ match between Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I didn't watch this one. Uh, you didn't miss much. <laughs> yes, I. No, why don't you guys shut the F up? Shut up. I Okay, I have a lot to say about this. I think Bull Dempsey is really... I Okay, I like him. Everyone talks about how he looks like awful and everything. Nobody talks about how he's awesome in the ring. How he's such an... He's an awesome, like, natural heel. And if the WWE needs anything, they definitely need heel. Um... I think he's he's some and why isn't he like feuding with Tyler Breeze or something? That's his like natural rival, like a good looking guy. I think they're putting him in like next is unbelievable. So a slight criticism. I think they're putting him in the right spots. But I think Bull Dempsey's like good. I don't. I think he's like a a kind of a who knows what happens to him. But right now, a little bit of a missed opportunity since they're trying to put over Baron Corbin so well. We don't have to talk about this, but that's just my two cents. I, I think Bull Dempsey is, is they have something there with him. I I just had something on mine that former ECW uh, champion Rhino appeared at NXT, so maybe they're going to have him work with him. Just my two cents. Or Corbin, because I would assume Rhino is probably a heel, right? I don't know. All right, next match. Yeah, well, anyway, let me just say quickly about that match. Yeah, it wasn't anything special. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't very, it wasn't a very, uh, uh, you know, worthy of a neat, no DQ stipulation because not much really happened. It was another relatively quick match that wasn't anything spectacular. And I feel bad because I agree with you, Shane. I actually like Bull Dempsey uh, and his character. And oh wow, we agree on one succeeded. thing. Yeah, Moving and they him irrelevant because he's job three times in a row to. To Corbin in very quick matches, so uh, so I'm not really Rob, happy. Should he should have at least gotten one win out of those three matches. All right, we have nothing to talk about this match. Move on. Hey, that was like I that was like ten seconds. Shut up and move on. That's what I just said twice. All right, go. Uh, tag team match. I didn't watch this one either. You guys can talk about it. Your analysis is stellar. Yeah. All right. If you don't watch the product, it doesn't make sense. We There's have no reason to watch the last fans. match. It sucked. You guys both said it. Well, it okay, suck. so the uh, the tag team title match was there. Uh, this yeah, could have been a good match. Uh, it would have been a good, you know, it could have been good, but it was like but it the match was, it, it was watch basically it. an episode of Bossermania. Shocking. Uh, I don't know why you watched all right, yeah, well, I'm sure you didn't know that while it was going on that there was going to be bodies. I knew before match, it happened it was going to be a bad match. 
Yeah, Rob's sort okay. of vindicated here. I don't want to talk about it either. Let's just move on. Fucking Jesus. All right, so go ahead. Women's match. Didn't watch that one either. Uh, All right, well, you're even a fucking match. idiot because that was the best show of the, of the night, I think. Absolutely. You are an idiot because yeah. that was the match of the night. That was the match of the night. That was awesome. Yeah, but that actually was the next match. Guys. The next match was Balor and, and Neville, actually. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So, All okay. right, talk about the women. May I so, say something about Balor the and Balor? Uh, I'd like to weigh in on the Balor and uh, Neville match. Uh, Please oh, do. Well, I'll go first, since I'm the leader. Um, very minor uh, criticism, but... Um, I don't like how next, like, whenever they need a story, they go to, oh, these guys know each other so well. They traveled the world together. They're such friends. I feel like they say that once an episode when they like, don't have a backstory for somebody. They did that here. Well, they didn't have to. I think they just, you know, could have went with a straight match. Anyway, Prince De- Devitt, he's obviously Prince of uh, Finn Baylor. Excuse me. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Finn Balor uh, is obviously a star. They have to do something about, like, um, you know, him coming out in the in the face paint and, the you know, his doing the, the you know, the gimmick with the Balor. Uh, it's a little theatrical, if you know what I mean. Just a little uh, light on the loafers, um, you know, like a... Uh, uh, but it's good. The match in general is excellent. I still don't know why he wears that face paint. Um, I wish they gave some story to it instead of that is creative. Um, but good match. Nine out of ten would do again. Rob, what do you think? Uh, I thought all around it was a great match. Um, so far, a match of the year candidate. Um, what are you really talking good. about? You just gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I thought it was match of the year candidate, too. Sorry. Go on, my friend. Um, I thought they are both really good. Neville's really good. Um, the the impact, the imp, they go at a really good pace when they wrestle each other. Um, it looks kind of very believable. Uh, it's high impact. Um, you know, it, they, they just gel really well. They both tell a story really well. Uh, like you said, um, uh, Devin or, or uh, Balor is, is definitely a superstar um, already. Uh, hope he stays healthy. Neville, um, I, I I don't know if he'll. I mean, he'll obviously he obviously has great talent and ability. Um, he's he's small, but he's built. I just don't know what gimmick they'd give him on the main roster um, and how far he'd progress. Obviously, if you threw him back in like uh, WCW cruiserweight days. The guy, you know, be all over the place. Um, I don't know how much further the main roster is going to be pushing guys like that. that are, I think he, he's dead in the water. But he relies too exactly. much on his in-ring ability. I think you know, which is which is it's a horrible thing to say, but I mean, to his own detriment, that's what he's really, really good at. I just don't know if he's really good at anything else. But with Balor, you have you can you can add you can you could see him doing different things and not just in ring work. He could he could be having a feud with Bray Wyatt, you know what I mean? He could be having uh all kinds of feuds with people. You could see him kind of, you know, you know, your favorite dream booking match of uh him being Seamus's cousin, you know, the newsy with the newsboys cap coming out. Um all oh, kinds of match was fantastic though. I like the theatrics. I mean no one they don't really do that anymore. Um it's pretty cool. I'm sure they'll change it up eventually, but it's just, it's different and it's better, better than anything else people that are doing theatrical wise. Chris, what do you think? I thought this was a, uh, an excellent match. Uh, if it wasn't for the, the divas match, I thought I would have thought this was the match of the night, but, uh, it was an, you know, excellent back and forth, uh, match with, uh, good pace uh, as far as, you know, it started a little slow, but, you know, obviously that was intentional because they did get time in this match, and, you know, and it built to a, uh, a stronger and stronger 
faster pace as the as the match went on. Good number of high spots, uh, like good storytelling in the match, and that um that like Devitt drop kick where he sends you flying into the turnbuckle looks incredible, and uh, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I expect I kind of expected you know Devitt to win this match both both because right I think he's clearly going to be an emerging superstar, and I think Neville is going to make his way to the main roster soon, so I expected this to play out the way it did. Um, but, yeah, just a good a, a good, solid wrestling, you know, match, uh, you know, and I would expect nothing else from from these two, given, you know, their experience and and just how talented they, uh, they are. So, good time. Um, Go out of your way to watch this one if you haven't seen it. For sure. Now, we only have five minutes left. Do you mind if we kind of uh, oh, gloss no, we, over? No, no, we can go as long as we want, dude. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's talk about the lady. <laughs> oh, we really can go as long as we want now? This is unbelievable. Well, we can go, we can go up to two hours. Why do I we mean, do the shirt? we're not going up to two hours because I'm going to sleep, but, but, uh, but we don't have to stop. One more minutes. hour. One we're more doing, hour. We're doing a podcast this weekend, no matter what. We are. I'm not going to. I, I can't. I can't. All right, then it will just be me and Chris, right, Chris? Uh, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> Chris, Bob, you can call in at some. Chris point. had to think about that one. <laughs> no, what? No, no, Chris was thinking. Of, Chris was thinking about jacking off Fergal Devitt. That's why he didn't respond readily. He was thinking about There's, jumping off a bridge before doing a podcast. The person who is staring at Seth Rollins' penis all day. I didn't stare. Dude, you were comparing his. I could say I could stare at my own and be like looking into a penis mirror, or just a regular mirror. (laughs) Boom! Like a penis uh, constructed mirror. Um, Rob, I really liked your idea about uh, well, basically just hooking up two unbelievable wrestlers with uh, you know, unbelievable charisma and good in-ring talent, but. Fertile Devitt, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, that would be a great feud. Imagine Fertile Devitt came out dressed as Bray Wyatt. How great would that be? That would ruin Bane. it. How, that... I know. That would be horrible. I did that. So imagine he came out as Bane. He did come out as Bane in progress in Scotland. I mean, it was awesome. That was the greatest moment of your life, right? It was up there. Well, right, I keep reading right. about uh, the touch since we have so much time now. Um, I I did read how uh, David is kind of really taking in, taking in a lot of the uh, the production values and stuff that he didn't really say know about. I think there was an interview with Triple H where he said how uh, Baylor's really you know gotten a lot of interest and in kind of cam- stuff with camera angles and effects and all this kind of stuff and really things didn't really know about or. He's a, he, I think he's quoted as saying, uh, when I was in Japan, they just told me to kind of come out, walk out, you know. I, mean, I think it's going to progress. And, you know, with the, the dry ice is, you know, relevant, you know, when you think of The Undertaker coming out. I mean, the imagine the Prince Devitt WrestleMania main event entrance, you know, just to be two, three years on the line. Uh, yeah. I think the, the opportunity yeah. is huge. So... We, yeah, we can all dream big. But anyway, so did you actually not watch the Divas match, uh, Rob, or were you just being a troll? No, I actually didn't. I, I had uh, important business to attend to. Masturbation? Did you have to start? Uh, no, work email. Oh, work. What's that like? Anyway, but, okay, well, I'll say to you then, first, you should watch this match because this was the best match I will, match I will. I'll, I promise I it will. It was a really great match. I loved every second of it. I wasn't bored the sec. In fact, I was doing work emails while I was watching the match, and I had to put my work emails down. I sure I'm hope sure my boss isn't listening. I'm sure and I'm wrong and incorrect. I sure uh, hope my boss isn't listening for many reasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the, the one reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so I mean, look, uh, obviously, women's matches, you know, typically, uh, you know, aren't the best. I mean, they're obviously good in NXT, and then the, you know, a fatal four-way match is never an easy match to pull off, as far as it being very good. But this was uh, all four uh, women were really on top of of their game. What did you say? Uh, women's matches aren't the best usually. 
Well, typically, yeah, I mean, typically. Well, maybe in, I'm not talking about NXT. I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, I'd say 98% or 99%, maybe. You guys Unless are gay. Gay, both of you. You're both gay. I always knew Don't it. make the mute button again, goddammit. What I was trying to say is all women were on target today. They were hitting they were hitting every you know, hitting all their moves. There was no real botches, it was a good pace. Everyone got, you know, a good amount of time to get their stuff in. Uh, you know, it's like really great uh, uh spots in the match. Um, you know, the, you know, uh, the uh belly to belly suplex off the top rope was very nice and her hurricane Rana was good too. Uh that suplex Early in the match that Becky Lynch gave to Sasha Banks looked brutal. Uh, just a really, uh, really good match. Just a really good all-around match with good, like I said, good. Everything was good. And, and, it, and it's, it's <laughs> one, I think you have to give a lot of credit to Sarah Del Rey. She's doing a great job with the uh, Divas down in NXT. Uh, she's giving them all a really good uh, wrestling arsenal. And, and they're really putting on good matches. And it's so difficult, not difficult, but it's so interesting to watch this and see that disconnect between the women's matches in NXT and, you know, what you what you get in the main roster. Like, everyone's talking about Charlotte coming up now, and it's like, why? So she can master the art of a 30-second bullshit match? Uh, you know, I just, like, it's almost, they're better off staying where they are, but, but be that as it may, just, yeah, great match, really, like I said, best of the night. Uh, you know, hats off to these uh, to these four. Uh, Charlotte did uh, take the pin in this match clean, and Sasha Banks, the new NXT Women's Champion. So, uh, congrats to her. And you can tell she really, uh, you know, it's really a big moment for her. So, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I do have something to watch, say. I do have something to say. I caught the okay. very end of it where she was walking up the stage holding up a title. And I, it, you know, what? I, I don't really know. I, it looked like she wasn't, like, too excited. And it's funny because you said you could tell she was really happy she won. I started, like... Well, if you watch the... The, the reaction the, looks the, really the, like it's not a big well, deal that she won. Well, I mean, that's the character, like, you know. That, that, like, but if you look, like, in those few moments, like, after she first won, and if you watch the backstage uh, interview that happened after the show, you can see it. Well, it's good that she did it backstage and not, you know, on the ramp when she actually won it. It's sarcasm. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, just watch. And, watch and, and, lastly, and lastly, my last point before Shane talks about this great match, um, I read somewhere that Charlotte said, one, that one day she'll uh, headline, headline, was it Raw or WrestleMania? I would assume Raw because that's never going to happen at WrestleMania. Not, in, not until Vince McMahon is deceased. Does it even have a chance? Yeah. And then another and thing I, I heard. I assume. I no, assume she didn't mean Raw. She said she headlined a pay per view. And then How lastly. How do you headline Raw? Main event Raw. Main event a pay per view. Main event WrestleMania. Whatever. Same shit. And secondly, she's gotten to a, a Twitter feud uh, with The Miz, which makes, automatically makes me like her. Uh, well, that's because why when The Miz did that, uh, that awesome spot on Raw where he. Uh, told Damien Sandow not to do the figure four because that's the move that he made famous. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a foreshadowing. I mean, yeah, eventually I think she'll put him in a figure four. Uh, but We'll see. I would assume we'll see her on the main roster soon. Shane, what do you think of this match, buddy? Um, I mean, just what you said. I thought it was great. I thought the Bailey and Charlotte, I guess, spot on the uh, Becky Lynch when she did like a code breaker I thought that was yeah. awesome like I marked out for that I marked out for the double uh, knee drop from Sasha I like legit marked out a few times during this match I thought it was great um, Becky Lynch is, is easy on the eyes her voice is horrible I'd rather listen to the death rattle of my own baby than listen to her talk but she looks good. Um, Would you rather listen to Rob or listen to this podcast? That's the real question. I would rather listen to Rob whisper sweet nothings into my ear than Becky Lynch's voice. Uh, well, that's not going to happen, so. Um, I just thought it was a good match. I really like Sasha. I said it last week. 
uh, no, a couple of weeks ago, somebody called me a mark, but she's really good. I like her character to the boss. Done before, like I said, but again, she does it really well. Um, and then I don't know what was Ralph was talking about at the end. Yeah, she looked really happy. It was a great moment. I really liked it. Whoever booked that match, do we know who books these matches? I thought that was booked really well. Like how they, uh, you know, at the end they were going for, she was going for a submission, then she just did the small package and pinned her. I, I thought it was really creative booking. I don't want to give it too much credit because they're just like doing the opposite of what they always do. You know, anyone could be a contrarian. But still, give them credit for just a good match. Yeah, I agree with you. Sasha Banks is a great bitch character. And uh, did you know that she's a pair? I didn't even know this until recently. Apparently, she's like Snoop Dogg's niece or something like that. Yeah, I'll just file that in my file of stuff I don't give a shit about. <laughs> I did the same thing at the same time. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who cares? You hurt your feelings, Chris? I'm sorry. <laughs> are you going to mute both of us? No, I'm not going to mute both of you, but go ahead and move on to the main event. Why are you so upset? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not upset. I'm just saying, let's, that's the last match that uh, that we have left to discuss. No, I can tell you're audibly frustrated. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. We didn't hurt your feelings. Chris, I'm sorry. Let's get on with the podcast amicably. Please. Uh, Rob, you want to talk the last night. match, or did, you, or did you not watch it? I skipped that one, too. The, uh, the main event was uh, Chris vs. Shane. Uh which one am I? Chris, you, Chris, you have your your Steve. Uh, Chris, you have uh, a a background uh, or history, I'd rather say, with these two guys, with uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, give us a little bit of background, because you, you know you're the expert in that field. And we have time. Oh yeah, we all grew up together. No, uh, I mean yeah, I mean I've seen them before, and they've always had a great uh, rivalry. I mean I followed pretty closely their uh their year long feud in Ring of Honor and uh it was excellent. Uh it was the feud of the year in two thousand ten I believe. Uh yeah, no, I mean like look, these guys always do great things and uh and and this was no exception. Uh this match was more I've seen them have amazing in ring matches. Uh this match wasn't that. It wasn't but it wasn't supposed to be that. Uh there it was obviously still a very good in ring match, uh, but this was more of a uh telling a story match. Uh, you know, there wasn't, you know, a lot of back and forth with big spots and things like that. It was really uh the story of 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 always just beating the, the shit out of Zayn for ninety percent of the match. And um, you know, him kind of the story of him of how dominant Owens is or can be and that was really just what this match was about. And it's really because you know there's going to be more. And eventually they'll have that uh, crazy match that we've seen before where it's going to be, a, you know, back and forth, a lot of big spots, a great, you know, a, an amazing in-ring performance. That's going to happen down the line. This wasn't that, but uh, it was still a very solid match, very good very to watch. And, and like I said, the storytelling in this match was uh, phenomenal. And you know, ends in a in a very uh, different way. Something you don't see uh, very often of a of a basically a TKO, a referee stoppage, where he just beats him senseless. Wait uh, a second, Kevin Owens KO. I just realized that. Yes, yes, you 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 are quick, my friend. Whoa, he has a T-shirt that says KO on it. I are you serious, Rob? I think I see where they're going with this, guys. Now, real quick, I'm sorry to cut you off because I had this, you know, Nirvana moment of uh, enlightenment. Um, the opening package to this definitely reminded me of uh, me and Shane. Shane, I, I actually started tearing up. Uh, all the pictures of me and you all over the world. Uh, we have traveled uh, Long Island and Queens to go to the finest international buffets. So it actually was a little uh, nostalgic for me. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, we would just drink carafes of free white wine and then get, you know, banned for life. 
but yeah, no, the opening package was cool. Uh, everything you said, Chris, was already on point. I think I agree with you. And Shane, you know, the, the whole storytelling thing. And Shane, I, I, I liken this to kind of like the Batman and Joker and how, you know, we're just, they're just bound to repeat to do this for the rest of their lives until one of them yeah. dead. I thought it was, yeah, I mean, I thought, Chris actually summed it up well um, when he said, I I thought that we were going to see more sparks in the match, but Chris right, it wasn't about that. It was just like telling a more specific story. Um, I think I still, I know they're so high on Kevin Owens out because he's selling merchandise. Like, I still see major problems with him, like when he gets up to that roster. Um, I don't know. We're gonna have to see. I'm I'm excited to see the KO uh, Finn Balor match. Can you can you believe we're getting that match? Like that's a dream match, sort of. They really they probably met in the Indies somewhere, but I mean that's a match that everybody wants to see, and it's just gonna be, you know, on the network on NXT. I mean, I said before in this podcast, like Triple H take the good and the bad with them. I mean, this is the good. Like this show's being done just really well. And once again, I want to know who books these matches. I might write a letter or uh, call the WWE and ask them because they're being booked well. Like the KO at the end, you know, like I said, I don't want to give a whole lot of credit because they're just doing the opposite of what they normally see. But they deserve a bunch of credit for just doing that. I'm not going to go one of my huge... It's 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 said that we're basically saying... They're doing an amazing job because they're doing common sense things that wrestling bookers have done since yeah. the beginning of time. Yeah. yeah. So, but but yeah, very good. I mean, my two favorite things in this match had to be uh, one the the spot at the very beginning where uh, Owens kept ducking out, and then Zayn ends up flying over the rope over the referee <sighs> to uh, to to get to him that uh, with the flip that 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 was that was excellent. And I also enjoyed when the trainers were. Checking on Sami Zayn when a Z Pack uh, chant started. I like. I like how someone's going to kill themselves. <laughs> Fuck! I like how someone's going to kill themselves eventually on that that metal ramp. That's yeah, like a horrible, horrible place. Like, Steen went over. Steen went over the. Steen's um, what was it like a moonsault or what? No, what did he do? A senton bomb. Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. I love watching him fly. Like, yeah, and actually, uh, I, 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 from what I understand, he can't really do it much anymore because of his knees. But I mean, his early indie days. I mean, that dude, he would be he was a similar size to what he is now, and uh, you know, he would do four fifties and moonsaults and shit too. Yeah, I'm sure. I've seen him do it. That's not nice. I tell well, him anyway. like it is. All right. Now, how about so, uh, Kevin Steen, uh, Bray Wyatt uh, feud? What do you guys think about that? You can just say Bray's going to feud with anyone and it'd be a legitimate thing. You got can't, you can't like, that's like cheating. You can't just say that. I'm I'm serious. The Finn Balor one would be pretty cool. Just think of the entrances at WrestleMania, like Bray's entrance and then Wyatt, and then like, it's, like Bray gets to the ring and like, uh, Baylor's already there, or uh, Finn Baylor versus Sting. I should be watching WrestleMania. They throw you out. They'd be like, Roberto, not another Bray Wyatt feud. It'd be your only idea. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, true. Undertaker, you... guys. Think about the, it. Uh, I mean, you said Steen and Wyatt are both heels. So. A heel versus heel is the best match there is. Yeah, I I mean I agree it's very entertaining often, but uh, but uh, you know they don't do it often, and 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 uh, it's not always the best, but but you know they, how often do you see heel heel in in WWE? I mean they started doing it when uh, Triple H, Mankind, and Stone Cold were around, like during King of the Ring tournaments and with Goldust, you'd have heel versus heel, uh, Invader. I mean like that kind of that's actually right before the the McMahon attitude era, and that, that was a big part of it. You know, you had face-to-face, heel-heel. Uh, yeah, I think they need to get back more of that. 
<laughs> 20 years We're ago. Like, yeah, but now, now booking, because we have time to talk about this, now everything has to have a storyline. It used to just be like Raw starts with a match, and there's a match because that someone made this match. You know, like, now it's like there has to be a storyline, there has to be a reason, and it has to, has to be a horrible reason jam down our throats and explain 50 ways backwards and it'll not make sense for a match to happen. And then the match has to suck or be too short and then they got to do it again uh, the same way uh, and they just, you know, repeat over and over and over. I think that's why NXT and you, someone touched on it before, like Chain did with the booking, is it's fresh and it's different and it's it's smaller It's because it's, an, it's a shorter show so the... Uh, they have to, like you said, a three-hour show, uh, Chris, you say it over and over every week. It's that there's too much time that they have to have filler, and it's just so much bullshit, you know? And it outweighs the yeah, positive. Yeah, so it definitely cuts the fat, which is good, uh, and you get a much better product out of it, so. I'm done ranking. Who would you so, say has the, in the next NXT roster, is going to have the most success in the WWE? Rhino. Uh, no, definitely uh, Finn uh, Baylor. What? Yeah. Uh, Finn, he definitely has the the ability, and he may very well go that high. Uh, whether I think, unfortunately, given especially if he comes up during the Vince McMahon era before he kind of steps away, uh, Baron Corbin, just because of his look and size. Uh, we'll probably who get do you a, think a good ma- run. Who would NXT could main event WrestleMania? Main I event think Balor event. could. There you go. What? Now, I have another question. Uh, important what? question. There's rumors what? about... Can you mute Shane? There's rumors what? about... Chris, mute Shut Shane. Shut the fuck up! Just mute Shane. Um, there's rumors about uh, a possible... And I said this a while ago. Uh, how they should have NXT matches on WWE pay-per-views. Um, and there's talk about having a, maybe like a Money in the Bank style or ladder match at Mania. Like, what would you guys think of, a, like, a, either a three- or four-way dance? doesn't be a ladder match, but that'd be great. Um, or uh, of a, for the title, they Baylor, Zayn, Neville, Atami, and Balor all in the ring at once. That that I mean that bring the house down. I think fantasy booking at its finest. What, what do you guys think? I mean, I'm of two minds about something like that, and I think I'd love to see them showcased like that on WrestleMania. But at the same time, I worry that uh, given how much is going on at WrestleMania, plus the fact that they're not as known as, you know, main roster guys, that they would get lost in the shuffle. And I wouldn't want to see that uh, for them. So so I'm very on the fence about something like that. But what do you think, Shane? Am I off mute? Yes. Yep. I mean, I guess I don't, like, have too much of an opinion on it. I mean, I think, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it would be okay. They just have to... Like, don't you feel it's sort of weird? Like, it's the WWE. Like, I felt the same way during the brand split, even though I like those shows. But there's something when it's not cohesive like that, where it's just like, so is it next or is it WWE? So next is like a subculture in WWE. They're lesser than the WWE stars. Why are they breaking it up like that? Like, and I think I think that disconnect, I mean, as much as, people think they understand it, like it doesn't sit well with the audience, don't have one, like it goes back to the storyline, like you don't have one story, like there's no story about the WWE, like what? I you guess don't need that. That's, I just ranted about that. How? Be, name one good storyline, like, or story. That or I'll be breaking out. Name one good storyline or story that WWE's told in the last two years. What? Anyway, um, sorry for interruption, but no. Yeah, and the brand, the brand split was stupid because they, they handled it horribly and then these horrible storylines. The draft, like, I'll, I'll take Cade at number two. No, why the fuck would you take Cade? 
And why are they picking these wrestlers to, like, fight each other? Like, they're not fighting with Raw. <laughs> why did they have a draft? Like, it's what is the that? worst pick ever. Why are, why are we discussing the, the WWE draft like, is a better question. It's like, uh, wait, 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 shut up, everyone. It's like, uh, it's like if when you play kickball when you're a little kid and you have two team leaders and they both pick sides. And then each side goes and plays against each other <laughs> and distributes evenly. Okay. Anyway, this, so um, let's say so. I guess that pretty much takes you know us through takeover. Uh, apparently, Triple H this time from Reddit is getting a ham instead of a fruit basket. But uh, let's see, what what else do we want to talk about? You know what, actually, I wanted to talk about briefly. I don't want to go too much longer because I actually have to go to sleep and go to work tomorrow. But but uh, what do you got? What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on Rikishi getting into the Hall of Fame? Do you have any any thoughts on that whatsoever? Not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. No, Rob, your phone sucks. I don't think she's in the Hall of Fame. Go first then. Um, well, I guess you shouldn't have called him me anyway, because I don't care. I mean, whatever. He's in the Hall of Fame. Who cares? It's the WWE Hall of Fame. I have a good shot of getting in the Hall of Fame next year. I swear I do. They're really running out of superstars when they're putting in like mid card, like Rikishi. Um, Rob, what do you think? If you have a phone that works? Yeah, I don't think he belongs in the Hall. I, mean, I understand they put anyone in there. Drew carries in it. Um, so, Jane, you do have a shot. Um, no, like, I don't think he, he's what, a one-time Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, and a, and a one-time, uh, one, like, once, one-time, well, you know, I mean, he's been a tag champion more than once, but they only referenced once because he was only a tag champ once as Rikishi. He was a, uh, I think he was also a tag champion when he was the Head Shrinkers, but, but, well, yeah, no, no, definitely not. The guy's known for sticking his giant ass in people's faces. Like that, right, well, this week is all about Seth Rollins' dick and Rikishi's ass. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, he does not belong in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. And the only reason he's going in is because it's where his sons are right now. But, yeah, no, he, I mean, look, yes, the WWE Hall of Fame doesn't mean much. I mean, fucking Coco Beware is in the WWE Hall of Fame, but... But uh, no, he does not deserve to be in there. He is not a Hall of Famer. When you have, and and while they are, you know, you could say, oh, they're running out of people to put in. I could think of at least twenty to thirty other people off the top of my head that deserve a a spot in the Hall of Fame before uh, Rikishi. So just another name two. Name two. Name two. Is that it? That's all you want is two. Yeah, that's it. I bet you they're not okay. alive. No, uh, I would put in uh, Barry Windham. Barry Windham. No, Barry Windham deserves to be in there. Uh, about, well, no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot better. It's Vader. Uh, yeah, no, Vader. I'll put I'll put him in there. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a, there are a lot of deceased ones. You know, Owen Hart, British Bulldog. You know, hey, I have some trivia. You guys want trivia section? No? Sure. Yes? Yeah, so no, why? Baby Boy Smith. You know why, why they called him Baby Boy? Why? Because on his birth certificate, the nurse was an idiot and wrote, like, boy. You know, where you write boy, girl? As a yeah. name accident. So his name went through as Davy, David, David Smith as Davy Boy Smith. I see. Yeah. I, so I think I've heard that before. That was, that was fascinating. Brian Bill deserves to be in. Is Kurt Hagen? I don't know. That's a good question. I think he is. A lot of dead wrestlers deserve to be in there. Um, uh, Chris Bannon. I mean, what about the person who was rumored to be going in uh, this week instead of Rikishi, Ray the Crippler Stevens? I don't really know much about him. I think it was more I think this is where they're in his old territory. Um, I, I don't really know much about him, but yes, 
Shit, I would put Mr. Fuji in before I put fucking Rikishi. I think Fuji's in. Fuji went in. Oh, okay. I, I remember know. him on stage. The point is, it's just, a, it's, it's just devaluing uh, that maybe even more, so. Well, we could think about this. This is going to be your homework for our next show. Come up with two or three uh, living wrestlers that maybe we haven't mentioned. That deserve uh, to go to the Hall of Fame? Sure. Stan Hansen to go in? I, I have a couple good ones right now. Can't wait. Dean Malenko. I'm no. not sure, yeah. What? Arn Anderson. Well, well he's technically in horseman, with the horseman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is Dean Malenko in because of the horseman? No, he was in, like, the new horseman. No, no, they only inducted uh, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, Ric Flair version of the Horseman. Vicious. What a horrible version of the Horseman. What a horrible version uh, of the Horseman. The best version of the Horseman, actually. Sting, The Undertaker. Right, but they're going to go in next year, probably, right? I would think. Mm-hmm. I'm saying The Undertaker is in really bad shape, that he might not wrestle this year at WrestleMania. Yeah, well, we've had that discussion already uh, about whether uh, he should come back and uh, if Bray Wyatt should be the person who fights him. Guys, By the way, almost... did any of you guys watch SmackDown tonight? No. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I heard I heard a rumor of a big show face turn. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, God. He'll be, he'll be healed by the time Raw starts, don't worry. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll turn you on what about uh, oh, and his anti-bullying attitude? Are either you guys still there? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Rob, your phone. Rob. Shane. I'm here. I can't hear you guys. All right. On that note, good night, guys. Yeah, you. Yeah, I heard you. Okay. Sorry, say what you were saying again. What the hell's wrong with shit? I don't know if it's my phone or yours. What? Let's end it. End the call. End the podcast. Yeah, good night, guys. It's 12 o'clock all right, all right, tonight. All right. So before we end uh, the show, well, let me just no, ask what was your... before we end shit, nothing. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. It was going to be a two-second question, but go ahead. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. No, all I right, want to do it right. now. I want to do it. Go. Go ahead. No, no. I'm, no, I'm not asking now, so you no, can go fuck yourself. No, don't be a baby. Just ask the question. I was going to ask you as we left just what... Uh, well, actually, I already know the answer, so I don't need to ask. But, uh, but all right. So this was uh, our first time doing a longer show, and uh, this is going to be more of the format going forward. But we hope you enjoyed this horrible episode of, of the Barbershop Window podcast. You can, they're you can all to horrible. They're all horrible. This one was especially horrible. You can listen to our past episodes at blogtalkradio.com. Ask the question now. Ask the question. Shut the fuck up. Or I'm gonna, that's right, you're off again. Sorry. <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at IMC Vigilante. Rob's at at Zanzanator. Shane's at at ShaneWinter14. And just keep listening, keep supporting the show, tell people about us, help us spread the word, and we will try our best, as always, to do much better shows than this next time Next time out. Uh, if you want to drop us an email with uh, any comments, questions, or just telling Shane how horrible he is, or Rob or myself, uh, that, that you can drop us an email at barbershopwindowpodcast at gmail.com. But uh, tonight for Rob and Shane and myself, uh, Good night, everyone out there. Good night, guys. Good night. What?
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.